0: You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 180 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And Carlos has his freedom for this Sunday. Lucky Carlos. How you doing, Corey?
1: Uh, not too bad. It was, uh, it was a nice Father's Day. It's, uh, it's the day, so uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a day. It is a, it is a day on the calendar, last time I looked.
1: No, it was nice. Uh, my kid made me something nice and cool from school, you know. A little. He, made me, he helped make me breakfast. Had a nice surf and turf dinner.
0: Yeah, I had uh, I got lobster thrown into my dinner tonight. It's the season. Fancy pants stuff here, man. Lobster. It's like I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was good. Everything's
1: good, man. It's uh, it was a beautiful day. It Was supposed to rain today, but uh, I'm kind of burnt, man. Like kid exhausts me, man. Just all day, nonstop. I have to play this ball, that ball, whatever. Like. Day in the sun so yeah
0: <laughs> i got to run a boot camp class or do a, or participate in a boot camp class with my daughter and uh i'm i'm dead i'm dead right now <laughs>
1: it that's was, like what like obstacle stuff
0: no no just like a lot of cardio st- like jump squats like for four st- like four minutes and so the, the, the class started off we did like some jump rope uh you know, like skipping rope at, for like you know a couple minutes and stuff like that but then the first drill was like uh jump squats for 30 seconds into jumping jacks and we alternated for like 4 minutes and after about 2 minutes my legs were feeling like jelly and i i look up at the clock and it was like we're 4 minutes into the class and i was like oh my god i'm going to die i i am not going to survive this <laughs> But yeah, no, I got through it. Getting starting to get a little bit sore now. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. And I, I I it made me realize how long it's been since I took part in any type of regular exercise. It's basically been since the, the, the start of this podcast. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> no. Because before before I was doing Tumbling Saber, I would I was getting up earlier in the morning to do some weights or what ride the bike or whatever in the morning. Um and then once I started doing the podcast later at night, I, I just, you know, I couldn't get up my I couldn't drag myself out of bed after the super late night of recording. And that just went away. Like I just I kept saying, oh, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And I I just never got back into it. So it's like a domino effect for the whole week. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah, forget it. Like a couple of late nights of recording during the week and it, it washes out any ability I had to to wake up at 5 30 or 5 15 to get it squeeze in like a 30 40 minute workout done like that that ship sailed so all these all those years in between you know working 40 hour week I just let it slide and people go oh look at you man you're not out of shape I'm like yeah because I'm not 50 pounds overweight doesn't mean I'm in shape and did I learn that the hard way today like by the yep. end of it, oh, by the end of it, like my, it was weird. I don't know if, if, if it's a sign of being that out of shape, but my ears popped <laughs> and I, I felt super disoriented at the end of the class, <laughs> <laughs> It which it was not good. It was really, was, I, I thought I'm like, am I, am I going to like have a stroke here? What is going on? But uh, all good. Feeling a little better now. It's 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 good when you get in a, a good workout that it picks up your energy level a bit, even though you know the muscles are aching a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, I forgot that I had that muscle." Oh no! So for the next couple of days, I will probably be real sore, but uh, I like that kind of sore. It, it reminds you that you have a body to use. But yeah, it was uh, a good Father's Day here. Um, I got I got a new dart gun, a, a Nerf Rival now. Those things are no joke, dude. Really? eh? <laughs> oh my God. We have, we have a variety of nerf dart guns here and some of them, are, they're, they're pretty serious. This thing is nuts. Like I can, I can hit my neighbor's house across the street. Sweet. You know, it's, it's they're they're business. They're seriously business, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was a father's day gift along with a couple other small things. Nothing star Wars related, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, you know, got to see you over a weekend. That was, that was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Watching the kids play together. Yeah, they wore themselves out good and good. But it's always nice when we can get everybody together for a change. That's, you know, it's too bad we couldn't record something in person. Well, eventually. Yeah, we should do something about that someday. Like in a couple of short months from now, you will be living literally three minutes away from me literally literally three minutes down the road five minutes if you're biking 10 minutes if you're walking so i i think i think the, the excuse that uh we just uh, you know what it's uh we're too far apart that excuse is gonna go up in smoke so if we want to find some time to record something at some point in person we are gonna have uh we're gonna have a lot of time to do that all right so uh, pod. what's that
1: campfire pod
0: uh, i got no more fire pit in my backyard
1: uh, I can bring one over.
0: <laughs> we well, can you get your portable fire pit.
1: Ah, I got a few of them.
0: You have a few fire pits. I have two. Is it you? Just... <laughs> Never mind. Let's move <laughs> into the collecting update. Did, do you have anything new this week? Come on,
1: you know I do. Do you, do As I? I uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going there. Like, uh, I don't care if none of this, some of this is not Star Wars related, but just too cool not to be mentioned. I got this said. Uh, Duo pack of symbiote spider-man and Craven from Marvel. It's the Marvel so Legends. sweet. Yeah The packaging is dope. It's just really nice uh, Yeah, I picked up my comic, my regular comic pool, which is sweet. I read some nice uh, Star Wars comics over the weekend. This uh, the age of rebellion stuff. is kind of fun. That Jabba comic was really awesome uh, What else picked up some nice Spidey vintage comics. I got some Funkos I found I've been dying to get this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pull the trigger online. But I actually found it in store finally. But Alex Trebek, the guy's the man, found him in Funko form. And I also love got him. Sl- If you don't love yeah. Alex
0: Trebek, you are – you're wrong and possibly yeah. a bad person.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And I also found Slimer from Ghostbusters, the one where he's like eating like 20 hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it. I was like, yes. And both of them were like the only ones there. I was like, oh, yeah. And uh, Star Wars related, I actually got, them. Um, you know, I may have this, but I'm pretty much like 99% sure I don't, but masked Kylo Ren in uh, Black Series 6-inch form.
0: I would have thought you had that.
1: No, I'm, uh, I remember always looking for it, and I always had the unmasked versions.
0: Hmm. I think I, pre- I definitely prefer the helmeted version. Yeah, for sure. In terms of action figures on screen, I don't know what I prefer, but for my action figures, give me Helmeted, helmeted Kylo any day. But yeah, that's a, that's a pretty
1: serious pull for you for a week. Yeah, it was pretty huge. I mean, I couldn't pass up on some of that stuff, you know. I crave it. W- I just, I don't care if it, I mean, I don't see it ever getting really marked down, to be honest. There was maybe two or three of them there. And every time recently where I've said, you know what? I'm gonna take these two and come back for the other. It's always like shafted me, you know. And uh, I was talking with our boy Troy, the boy, over at the Nerd Room podcast this week, and you know, just going over some of the Marvel Legends stuff we've been getting lately in X Men form, like the '90s X Men line. Like I'm so drawn to that thing. And I had Jubilee in my hand, and I put her down, and I picked up Beast and Beast and we- Weapon X, I believe. And uh, anyway, she was gone, nowhere to be found. Now everywhere I've gone, they're like, "Oh no, no, she's gone!" <laughs> like, Duh. yeah. You see, said it's like a urban legend out there too. You know,
0: check uh, check Juggernaut toys, Northmen collectibles, and Juggernaut toys. Check those places out. I'll have a look. Have you? Is there? Is this true? I I feel like this is true, but there's there's like 80th anniversary Marvel Legends. Yeah, I haven't. Well,
1: I actually I think it was printed on this on the Craven package. But yeah, there's going to be some nice ones, man. Like, there's are those a lot yet nice to come, planned. or
0: are they already out?
1: I don't think they're out as of yet. But there's that that duo pack of Wolverine and uh, Hulk. Yeah, I need that badly. <laughs> yeah, that that'll probably go in fast. Uh, fast ordered, to be honest.
0: No, I definitely need. Like I I always said, I'll, I'm I can't pull the Marvel string in in terms of Legends figures. I would I would put down for that one. I I would make time for that one. Yeah, it's
1: nice, and it's old school Wolverine, like the first time you see him. You yeah, know?
0: yeah, yeah. It's the first appearance. Because I, I bought the uh, the facsimile edition of Incredible Hulk one eighty one, not too long ago. Yeah, me too. That 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 is my white whale of comics. I need I one day I will I will get that comic book, but it is sweet having the the, the reprint. Uh, my Star Wars haul was pretty light. Like I finally got my hands on that vintage collection Han Solo in trooper disguise, courtesy of you. So thanks for that. Uh, but uh, apparently it's everywhere. Like, apparently it is stacked deep on the pegs at all Toys R Us around here.
1: Yet, I've, I, won't, I haven't seen it at the the local, and I went there this week.
0: People are posting in, into our uh, Vintage Collections Canada uh, Facebook page a group, and they're just showing pictures of some stores have 20, 25 of these figures. It's was, it was like Jyn Erso. Sergeant Jyn Erso figures. Like, just dozens of them. so odd, eh? It's so frustrating. I can't... I, I, I can't follow this. You know, like... I, I, my understanding is this Han Solo trooper disguise... I, I don't know if it's supposed to be an exclusive of sorts, but it's apparently it's everywhere. Yet others, like uh, the Leia in bush disguise I can't find anywhere nowhere you didn't get that one online I can't even find it online I mean, I'm sure I could get it off eBay but uh yeah I, I just I, I I've not seen it anywhere yet and same with the retro collection people keep posting Toys R Us in this province Toys of Us in that province we've got retro collection not me
1: yeah, me neither. I've been kind of looking for that. I don't know if I'm going to invest, but
0: uh. it makes me wonder. Like, whatever they're they're ten, twelve bucks a figure, but it makes me wonder if I if I should just if it'd be more worth it to just buy like a better condition loose vintage figure. You know what I mean? Like you can you could find Luke with his without the packaging but with his like telescoping saber you could probably find that for 20 25 bucks at a con. I mean, I, I paid 20 for Vader with cape and telescoping uh, saber and I, I paid I think 15 for it. That's so, not bad. Yeah, I mean I was I was thrilled to pay that price. Um so I, I wonder if if, it, if it's just better just to go get the real deal. But man, well, I depends.
1: Do. It's the it's the packaging really. Again, that's kind of like I mean, the retro-ness of the toys kind of cool too. That's like when I see these toys I'm like, "Damn, like I remember like Chewbacca, come on." Like but he was at, so But at the same
0: time, like I I have well, we have the 40th anniversary sets. Obviously different format, but still the same card. And I've got the uh original trilogy collection the the figures from 2004 ish when they first started doing like the the card backs from from the uh, vintage style so i I, how many versions of that do you need you know one more (laughs) one one more and then you go after the the real deal (laughs) to one like 1500 hundred dollar edition
1: i I think i've kind of given up on that I mean, if I ever received one as a gift, I'd be like so happy about it, but to go and get original figures in card back is really just a pipe dream.
0: You can get background characters. Especially from uh, Return of the Jedi, you can get a lot of the Jabba Courts figures. Yeah.
1: I still remember those are some of my earliest Star Wars memories, I swear to God. Like Boom, oh, yeah, out those and are the ones that were in things.
0: store when we started collecting.
1: Yeah, like like I'm talking like 87 maybe. Like these things were just being blown out. Yeah, get a, a these a things off
0: the shelf. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. It's, it's the only, my only memories of buying Star Wars toys are of the return of the Jedi stuff. Before that, I was just too little. Yeah. Fresh. Well, yeah. Frustrating situation here, but uh, you know, we're going into the summer months. So I expect, I don't expect to see a whole lot because I, I think, I think retailers are going to start clearing out their pegs in anticipation for the fall triple force Friday's coming. Are you, are you gearing up for that? Are you, are you afraid of that?
1: Uh, just don't want to be disappointed to be honest. Like when it does come out is it's never in great supply. Like I remember, what was it? Maybe two years ago before the lead up to TLJ. I, you know, I had a job that where I can kind of work my own hours more or less. So I I went into Walmart, waited, waited, asked around. The guy's like, oh, it's right here. And I had the pick of the litter, right? And I mean, after I had kind of skunked the case, like there was nothing really that much left. Like like for the next guy, you know?
0: (laughs) You were that guy.
1: Yeah, I was that guy. And that's going to happen to me. Like it's ever more apparent to me that they're – I always think like oh, I'm the only loser like collecting this stuff. But every time I go back to a location, I'm like, damn it! Like that Jubilee, it's gone. Like it's gone. The white whale. They become white whales, man.
0: For sure. Some everybody's got their thing that they can't find. Uh let's let's slip into some comic book chat here for just for a second. Um, I, I was I want to get Star Wars issue one oh eight. It's it's sort of that follow-on from the old Marvel runs from the 70s and 80s. But here's an interesting note about that. It sold 40,000 issues or 40,000 copies, which, you know, if, if, if it was 25 years ago, that would be a really sad number. But nowadays, that's a pretty decent number. But it also means it outsold that month's issue from the main title does that strike you as odd or is it just like, oh, it's a one-off thing that they made a big deal of? like doesn't surprise me. Uh,
1: yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, we're, what, almost 68 uh, issues in to the main line, you know, so it's probably been up and down. And uh, again, this is kind of like a, a one-off, like they're bringing something cool back, you know, like.
0: Well, yeah. Really,
1: the, the cover to me, honestly, it really reminded me of a Legends novel cover or, like, a Dark Horse comic cover. You know what I mean? Like, I really clearly didn't take this as canon in my head when I watched it. God, Or no. I saw it.
0: No, God, no. It's not at all. Not at all. But <laughs> there's there's a left turn to this story. A small one. A small little veer to the left. But you know that lunatic fringe part of fandom that bring back Legends people?
1: The... I knew you were going to go there with this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you see anything about this? No. Because to me, I think it's clearly, it's almost okay. like a nothing and I just wanted to mention it. But did you? So you saw nothing about this? Nope. I saw it in a couple different groups on on Facebook. Somebody posted the the screen grab about how it sold more copies than st- issue whatever it was that month sixty five or something, and so and like propping that up as evidence that the EU is more popular than what's happening with current canon, and I'm just like, ugh. First, first yeah, of all, especially it's... like that's not
1: even EU. That's like old school like i don't know if you've ever if these people have ever read the uh, old comic from the 80s oh, it's, they're they they're nuts yeah they're
0: horribly bad <laughs> i collect them um but it's it's more for like the retro nostalgic covers more than the, the content
1: yeah like I, I i recently i bought both of it for us but unfortunately you already had it or the original copy i think but it's the issue 107 the facsimile edition Hmm. that's a nice
0: cover <laughs> lando with his with his pink shirt
1: and the cigar <laughs> of
0: course <laughs> anyway i just had to sigh when i saw that like yeah yeah guys oh you're right one issue comes out and it's it, it's outsold and never mind the fact that it outsold the main title by maybe 2000 copies it wasn't very much like they, they it almost sounds like it blew it out of the water when it didn't. It it basically snuck by and it was a, like a one off curio type thing. I only want it just to have it. I have no interest in reading it. I'm just going to take it, drop it with the with the rest of my vintage comics and never think about it again. And it, I'll I, probably I, I, bet, it. I might flip through it at most, but it's going to get filed in the bin with with the old run. But it is an interesting
1: thing to consider where if it did sell that much, do you think they're going to really turn their head
0: and be like, that's it for that? I get this point to be like, "Okay." well, should we do issue 109 at this point or should we just bring back that whole crazy line? They might. I mean, if 40,000 copies sold is enough.
1: Significant. yeah, Yeah.
0: If it's significant enough in this day and age of comics for them to go, hey, maybe we can do this more regularly. By all means, do it. Go for it. But just I, one issue, having a, a fairly successful debut, it's not evidence of anything, really.
1: Anyway, and again, the the latest run of Star Wars is coming to an end as well, right?
0: Yeah, so uh, Kieran Gillen. Of- yeah, it's a good segue because like, Kieran Gillen, who I think did, has done a really good job, um, he is stepping away. Like issue sixty seven, which drops soon, I think. Yeah, I think issue 67 is, is coming out July 10th or something? Or is that is it issue 68, The New Guys? 68's
1: The New Guys, Pac and Noto.
0: So, okay, yeah, right. So the the final issue of Kieran Gillen's run comes out this month. It might even be out already. So I'll receive my copy at the end of this month, but that's that'll be it. That's sort of the... Uh... Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. <clears throat> So, yeah, he, he did the Hope Dies arc, and now he's doing the, uh, the Shu Toran arc, where Leia finally gets, um, she, you know, Leia's never had really, like, her villain. Like, Leia's rogue gallery is empty, but she's got uh, Queen Trios now. Okay. And that rivalry gonna, is going to wind up. And, yeah, just looking it up here, uh, Gillen's Swan Song is this Wednesday. So that's what the uh, the nineteenth. Yep. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to see how this how it ends. How he wraps up his run. He did a great job, man. He a lot. Of, he did a lot of time on Star Wars, doing uh, the Darth Vader run, and I think he's the one that, that did Afra, or at least kicked her off. So he's he's done Star Wars a good service over the last few years. My my hats off to him. Yeah, for sure. But uh, sixty eight. Issue 68 looks like it's going to be pretty cool. So we got, we got a sneak peek of that this week. Uh, Greg Pak writing, like we just talked about, and Phil Noto doing the work, doing the artwork. Pencils and colors. And so he, he teased us with uh, a bit of a premise last week. He said, via tweet, the story that launches Star Wars number 68 takes place r- takes place right before Empire Strikes Back. Remember that opening crawl? talking about the Empire sending out thousands of probes to search for Luke and his rebel friends. Well, we're going to see where some of those probes went. How cool is that, man?
1: Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Like a little galaxy building, kind of, if you will. I'm down for that, especially right before Empire. It's an interesting era. Like I'm not going to lie either. Like I'm really much more excited for the era between Empire and Jedi. Lots of fodder there. Like Luke's transition to jedi and Lando's story. Well, isn't that re- where the,
0: the, the Legends of Luke... Uh, sorry, not... Um, Age of Rebellion, Luke Skywalker. Wasn't that issue set between Empire and Jedi? I haven't read it. He's wearing his black night suit. So I can only assume it takes place... Fairly close to Return of the Jedi? I
1: don't know... There's a lot of stuff that was in um, oh, what's the one that's not canon anymore? Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, I, I like some of the stuff that was in that book. To be honest, man, like it's a it's a good era for for Luke. Anyhow, to it's not like he just left Empire, and it's what six to eight months later when they get to Jabba's. You know, it's not like he was just like, OK, I'm a Jedi. Like there was there was a little more there to get him all refined and well, yeah, green, I mean, Sabered he's, up.
0: He's, he's had his big awakening with the force. He had his battle with Vader and finding out about his, about, that he was it's, it, he's his dad. So Luke is definitely the star attraction there.
1: Yeah, so I'm a little more interested for that era. But touching back on this, exploring uh, the various places where they're going. I feel like it's really uh, rebels-esque, like the show Rebels, in what they're doing here and splitting up the fleet and trying to deceive the Empire, kind of. You know, trying to find this base that they're not going to find,
0: Yeah, that the well, Empire I, won't find, you exactly. know? I, I love what they're doing and that they're Luke and R2 are off together, uh, Han and Leia are off together, and 3PO and Chewie are off on an adventure together, exactly for that reason, to like lead the Empire astray. But it's gonna like be, that. it's gonna be cool, man. And I think we we talked about this in the Facebook group. Han and Leia might go to Ord Mantel. Like we might actually see that. Yeah, I was waiting for you to bring
1: that up. If not, I was going to. That was a good pull, Nathan. And yeah, I've wanted to see that for a while as well. And to to have that connection, you know, it's mentioned in the movie. Like I know it's kind of just like fan servicey a bit, but damn, like something went down there, and that could be the Boba Fett story too.
0: Yeah, it could be Bounty hunter we
1: we ran into and
0: I wonder if it would be Boba Fett. Like that's that seems like the easy grab is that they had a really close call with Boba Fett. But maybe not. You know, maybe it's hit some other bounty hunter. Maybe it's Yeah, I was I was really honestly who hoping for perhaps... it could be. Maybe it's maybe oh, it's Cad Bane. Imagine if they make it Cad Bane. That would be amazing. I'd love to see a,
1: a live action Cad Bane.
0: Well it's a comic book, so.
1: Still. <laughs> Just to bring him back or at least know that he's alive, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to canonize that deleted scene with uh, Boba Fett versus Cad Bane. But uh, I, I love Cad Bane as a character. I hope he's back. Warner,
1: I mean, we know Rebels or uh, Clone Wars Season 7 is going to be like pretty much like clone-centric, Ahsoka-centric but we might get that uh, that one episode in between, you know what i mean? Like I, that little I, side yeah, tale.
0: i hope so. I mean, i don't know if they have a lot of time for that. I know, which is that's what i loved about that show, man.
1: It was like always something different, man. Almost like in a Star Trek way.
0: Yeah. I mean, i guess with 20 episodes a season or ish, 21, 22, you could you can do those little mini arcs of 3-4 episodes with Characters that are outside the norm, but if we're doing like eight to ten here, I think it's going to be tightly focused and on on the core. Yeah, I think so too. But and I won't complain. Like if you're gonna, if if Ahsoka is the star attraction for the new Clone Wars, I am happy. I, I mean, will one hundred percent,
1: for sure, for sure. I think I, I get it. Like you said, there's there's so few episodes, but I just feel that the. Boba had quite an extensive role throughout the Clone Wars, you know, like it's kind of overlooked a bit, but he he's in several different arcs throughout the series, and you see his character grow to the point where he's leading a gang, including like Bosk and Aura Singh, you know. Mm-hmm. I really like that.
0: Yeah, Aura Singh did enter my brain just a couple minutes ago, but I was like, no, she's already dead by this point. Oh, yeah. As far as Back we know. Killed her. Yeah. Could be one of those classic Star Wars, "Ah, you thought she was dead, but she's really not. And uh, and now she has spider legs, too. (laughs) Anyway, uh, very light news week, Corey, as you might know. (laughs) Yeah. Very slim pickings, but we did get the big announcement for Celebration Anaheim. that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I'm not going. I highly doubt it. Very much so. Well, I, I never really... I think when when we when they first when they closed Celebration Chicago and they said we'll see you next year in Anaheim, in that moment I was like, God damn, I got I got a plan for this. I really got to go to the next one. It's Empire's fortieth, my favorite movie, the finest Star Wars film ever. And then I well then I I kind of well pump your pump your brakes there, dude. Um, yeah, I'm not going. I don't think I'm. I'll be going. But a lot I, a lot of people will, and. I uh, mean with the,
1: You know, it's, it's going to happen one day. And I think this would have been a good, really good year to go. Just first of all, because it was not close, but it wasn't like California coast. Like we're on the East Coast, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, if we, Chicago should have been the trip. Chicago should a lead have up, been it, but. It was a lead up to something too, you know, it's a lead up to the Skywalker saga. By the time Anaheim comes around, this thing will have been wrapped up. Which, I mean, it's still worth celebrating. It's just, um, I don't know. It's going to be different in that regard, kind of. But, I mean, I got a baby on the way, so it's just not this year anyhow.
0: Yeah, well, that's this is the thing. Here's the thing that kind of, not that it bothers me, because, like I said, I'm not going anyway. So I can only get so frustrated. But tickets go on. They, they made the announcement last week. And, and tickets go on sale the 21st, which I think is next Friday or this coming Friday as people listen to this. And I you know, I get the complexities of, of uh, putting together a con. There's so many pieces that have to come together. The, the, it's a logistical nightmare. I, I couldn't even Im- imagine. I just know that it's really tough. And one of those things that you need to get a grasp on is attendance, which is probably why they need to sell tickets early. But it just it, it annoys the crap out of me that like the announcement for, for ticket availability is just one week before they go on sale. Because I, I, I feel like it creates this manufactured sense of urgency in fans. Yeah. Like it brings about it's this true. Anxiety. I've seen it, I've seen it time and time again online. Yeah, like it People whips fans just... up. Like, oh my god, tickets go on sale next week. Oh my god. And it it just works you up into this frothing at the mouth. Fever, where you know I, you got to okay. What's my credit card statement? What does my bank account look like right now? Oh my god! I have in a week, I got to buy these tickets, or I'm going to miss out. And you, you will if you don't buy those tickets as they go on sale, you will miss out. And that that kind of irritates me a bit. Like I wish they would give people a month or maybe like six weeks to say, hey, tickets go on sale midsummer. Count your pennies. You know, get yourself organized, and but it, you know that it would lessen the uh, the mad dash, the panic, and and maybe save some people from making some some financial choices that they probably shouldn't no, be making.
1: The true Star Wars fans would be there, real <laughs> Star Wars fans.
0: That's true, <laughs> but it's you know it's it's happening August twenty seventh to thirtieth, which I find odd timing. Because yeah, of, it's gonna be like start of school. Start of school, absolutely. Start of school. Also, Empire's fortieth is in May, like three, four months earlier. Like people are, mm-hmm. like come May twentieth or whatever it is of, of next year. That's when we're they're gonna celebrate Empire's. They're gonna 40th. have a
1: they're gonna have a huge announcement. for something totally different. We're gonna miss Oko.
0: Yeah, probably. And hey, look, that's fine. I've missed every single big announcement Star Wars has ever made. I've I've taken it in from the comfort of home and I've I'm I'll be okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like again, like do do you think they're going to have any footage from any of the new movies? No. Uh no. no. I doubt it. So, like what do we And I don't want to crap on it. And I don't want to dampen anybody's spirits if they are going. But what is going to be there? Like, Like, What's in it for me? What is in it for me? (laughs) You know? like Casting announcements? Will they make those there? Will they bring out... Let's say they... I'm looking at Keanu Reeves here on my Twitter stream. (gasps) Let's say they cast Keanu Reeves. Is that where they announce the cast? And people go nuts. That would be pretty rad.
1: Yeah, Keanu Reeves for Jedi Prime. (laughs) My mind.
0: <laughs> wouldn't that be something oh my
1: god and then well, people, and people name, have been kind of petitioning
0: be... for for keanu reeves and star wars the past couple weeks jedi neo and he just kind of passed Ooh. by my timeline here but maybe that's something they do maybe they benioff and weiss come out and they give a little talk about what they're working on and just a broad stroke idea of what they're doing with their trilogy and people go crazy maybe they show a couple of concept art pieces but then they start and go, oh yeah, but you know we we've started casting and we've got some announcements for you. People go nuts and they bring out a, a few A-list stars. Like people go bananas, wouldn't they? Of course. That's pretty, and that's that would be a pretty cool thing. Like I, I you know, they have like a little quick, uh, you know, a panel talking about this new era of Star Wars on the heels of the Skywalker saga. That could be pretty memorable. I w- I wouldn't mind. Of course, I would love to be there for that. But I'm just going from like wild speculation. Anyway, one when, when year I'll get to go. Maybe we'll go together. But uh, like it. It's, yeah, you're not going without me. Well, and that's that's the issue, right? Like we got to go together. But in my mind, like I would feel so guilty going to one of these without the rest of my family. Like the uh... the guilt would be too much and part of the reason why like why i'm just not going to anaheim is because we're saving for galaxy's edge we can't do both i can't we can't sock away cash for both and i'm not going to eat away from our galaxy's edge vacation so i can siphon off a a few bucks for a couple thousand bucks for for celebration can't do it I, i just i can't look at myself in the mirror and do that
1: you could kind of just—you don't have to tell the full truth. Just say you're you're going to do some
0: research at a convention. It's it's not even that. It's it's I could I just knowing that I'd be lying, I would I wouldn't be able to look at myself. <laughs> I, yeah, my
1: my kid would I honestly if I was like I'm going to California to a Star Wars convention, the biggest one ever to celebrate, he'd be like, can I come? Like no, you
0: can't. He'd be like, Bleh. "You're going back <laughs> to school, sucker." Yeah. Peace. I'm out. I deserve it. Yeah, like imagine that. Hey, buddy. So you have a good week. Uh, it's your first week back at school. I'm going to Cali for like Star Wars fun. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with that, wifey. Make sure they're ready. Yeah. So that 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 would not go over so well. But maybe the reality for me is that. I just need to look at Celebration 2027 for A New Hope's 50th and just say that is my stretch goal. That is my future. That's when I'm going to Celebration. And I just start putting away money for that now. Oh,
1: that's way too far off.
0: It is far off. Eight years are going to go
1: pretty quick. I don't like measuring time in Star Wars. It really does compress life.
0: <laughs> it does. I mean, just think about it. Five years ago, we were pre-TFA.
1: I do it all the time, man. I think that's almost why I have these almost close to anxiety attacks when I see the films in theater, like Force Awakens. I was like, remember when I found out my kid wasn't born yet? I'm like, where is he gonna be when this, when it's all out and blah blah blah? And I was just ah, anyway.
0: And think about this too. Like, if you go to Anaheim for celebration, you telling me that you're not gonna try and also squeeze in a, a, a trip to Galaxy's Edge?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's probably going to be packed that week, too. which Of course.
0: Uh, It'll be like that That week, Galaxy's Edge is going to be absolutely overflowing with Star Wars fans who seize upon that opportunity. Go, I'm going to double dip. I, I, you know, how often do I go to Cali? I don't know. Like, who knows how often people get out there. But for those who have to economize and plan, if they're going to go to Celebration, they're going to want to go to Galaxy's Edge at the same time. So those weeks... Or that those few days uh, uh, at Galaxy's Edge will be absolutely packed. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, uh, if you guys, anybody out there going to Celebration Anaheim, let me know. I'd I'd love to hear what you guys are hoping for there. Besides, <laughs> I want to find out from the usual. I just I just want to meet the fans and hang out with fans because, like, honestly, that would be the coolest part. But what specifically are you hoping for in terms of panels, reveals, etc., cetera, et cetera? Toys. <laughs> yes, I, I got to find somebody who's going to SDCC this year. Be first. No, no, no. You get in line, sir. Don't listen to Corey. If you're going to SDCC, send me a DM. If you don't mind, if you if you wouldn't mind uh grabbing a couple things for your old pal Kyle here, let me know. Package deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. We're gonna talk about some video games here, man. It's two weeks in a row we've talked about video games. We we are ill-suited to talk about video games since we play them so rarely, but this one may be a little bit more in a wheelhouse because it's classic Star Wars games, and a lot of them being revived. You saw, I'm sure you saw this news.
1: Yeah, I did. I was uh, kind of stoked about it, a little disappointed. Saying,
0: yeah, like you know, well, just yeah.
1: Rogue Squadron not being there. I was like, God damn it! How can Rogue Squadron not be there?
0: Well, we'll get to the list in a second, but like. When I saw this news, I nearly jumped for joy. You know, like I was like, holy cow, all of these games coming back. And I, in my brain, like, actually, before I even get to that, it's, some of these games, it's been decades since I've played them. And I was just like, I'm going to get to play all these games again. And some of them I've never played. I can't wait. Oh my God. And so here, the list is pretty long. I believe this is the full list, but we've got Star Wars, the classic NES game, Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Star Wars Dark Forces, uh, Episode One Racer, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Racer Revenge, Rebel Assault 1 and 2, Shadows of the Empire, TIE Fighter, and X-Wing. There are some classic games in there, Corey. which, Which of those interests you the most?
1: Uh I'd have to say Rebel Assault 1 and 2 just cuz I think personally that was our my first int- introduction to real like having my own Star Wars game like we were Sega kids so we didn't uh, we had access to friends' nintendos and whatnot but this we had our first uh 486 Pentium <laughs> computer <Packard> Bell yeah <laughs> it was uh, equipped to be able to hold a DVD and oh, CD-ROM. Never
0: mind DVD. CD-ROM, oh, yeah. dude.
1: Yeah, man. With the joystick and the two buttons, like that long phallic-shaped one. <laughs> so useless. Like, all I wanted was, like, a, a joypad, you know? But, uh Well, you know. I, what? Know.
0: I, I will encourage you, if, if you're having nostalgic pangs for Rebel Assault 1 and 2, spend a few moments on YouTube watching it. And I think you will quickly put that to rest. No, I still want to play it. I
1: know exactly what you mean. Like, they're not what we really remember, but at the same time, <laughs> it was okay. Like,
0: come on. Oh, oh for the a... time, I loved it. I absolutely loved Rebel Assault 1 and 2 at the time. But there was a certain degree of, you know, it's like, how do you
1: master this bad game? There still has to be a certain degree of talent there, you know what I mean? Like, how can I manipulate these wonky controls or whatever it is, you know?
0: You would just try to beat yourself, like. Beat your own time out of Beggars Canyon, like try to get through it without uh, taking on any damage. Get to thread the needle at the end. Remember? Yeah, you had to shoot drones. It was awesome. It was up for and- the time. It was an absolute blast for sure. And it, considering it was a huge step up from even like Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, for in terms sure. Of graphics. It was like wow. Look, look at the embarrassment of riches we have here in terms of star wars video games yeah I'm like oh pentium 46. everybody was all about that and but and, like you know at the time i was like this is it this is the future of star wars and i'm good with this i've we've got our trilogy of movies i think the prequels were maybe announced at that point maybe not quite yet but for at the moment it was all about rebel assault one and two for me
1: well, what about the game Star Wars? Is that the one that was on NES? Super NES?
0: Uh, well, that was called Super Star Wars. Yeah. Those games were great. They were fun.
1: Was, I, think, I feel like that was the peak of 16-bit. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I remember my buddy who lived a couple streets away, he had the three Super Star Wars games, and we played the daylights out of those. Man, were they good. So hard, too. Holy cow. Yeah, they were hard. I don't think... I remember tagging along and being like, Meh. Man, Empire just... was tough.
1: I like the light... Like, that kind of lightsaber fighting. so Two-dimensional, like... And the Falcon, too. You could fly the Falcon at one point.
0: Was that over the s- surface of the Death Star? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, that was that was a rush back then, man. That was a real trip to be able to... Uh, put yourself into those settings. But what else? What else do you have on your list? Which ones do you really want to get into, aside from Rebel Assault?
1: Uh, To be honest, I've played a few of them. Too. I, I can't remember all of them, to be honest. Like Dark Forces, Rings a Bell, Shadows of the Empire, I definitely remember, because that was available on like N64 and all that. And that was actually kind of fun. So that, yeah, I love thing. that. And that's another thing about that that whole book, that whole... Whatever it was, the fact that it was so prominent and it had its own toy line. Toy line, you know I mean? comic books. Commercials. Yeah. I remember seeing like Prince Zizor's face on TV, like, like whatever. He said something, you know, like an animated version of him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> the Black Sun Syndicate, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? I got episode one racer. That's the pod racing. Yes. That was actually quite fun.
0: Absolutely. That is, that is uh, right there near the, near the top of my list. But the uh, top, top of my list is, is star Wars bounty hunter for sure. For sure.
1: I remember being so bored. Like I I was like living with Kyle. I had no other choice. And I just sit there on the couch sometimes for like hours. Like, uh, and I wasn't at, I was, I was young enough that I wasn't at like napping age. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy naps. I meant just, just to watch it. Sometimes it was fun, but man, there was a you lot. You were like
0: 20 of... years old when this game came out. <laughs> wow. What I kind was
1: of like, naps are you talking about? Uh, you know, afternoon naps, like on the couch. I you
0: didn't, wanna, you like, didn't dude, get up I... until three.
1: Bah, that's not true.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: 2.30. Depends. <laughs> but either way, sitting on the couch for all that time, like. Like, yes, it's fun to watch someone else, but a questing kind of game, it's like other games, you know, it's continuous action. This is like, okay, I can go here, fly back somewhere else. So a lot of that was not always fun to watch.
0: <laughs> but it was fun to, like, scan all like, the citizens of the galaxy and look for that, for those bounties. I found that so fun. Like, sometimes I wouldn't even play the mission. I was just on the lookout for, for bounties. That's awesome. It was one of those games I could just get lost in. The camera work was really wonky in some places, like frustratingly so. But maybe they'll fix that for this release. I hope they do. But it is coming out on PS4. Yeah, I saw that. that, And and this is like when I dug a layer deeper into the story, that's kind of when the air left the balloon. Because I thought, first of all, I thought this was going to be sold as a collection. Because none of these games, aside from... You know, maybe maybe Bounty Hunter and some of the later games, which you know were, were on DVD, so took up a lot of memory. But I I thought they'd be sold as a package collection, but nope. Like they're they're all being sold individually, and I like not every game will be available on every platform. Which sucks. yeah, it's kind of
1: odd. Like I'm sure some stuff's only going to be available on PC.
0: Like, Bounty Hunter, for example, is is PS4. That, if you want to play it, that you need that console, which is good for me because that's what I have. But you know, I really want to play Episode 1 Racer. That's going to be on Nintendo. I'm out of luck there for sure. Nintendo? Like Switch? I don't know. I, I, I'm very unclear as to what they're going to be releasing these things on. Like for Star Wars, for example, uh, the, the NES game, the original... The, the the news piece says it's coming out for NES and Game Boy, and I'm like, well, wait a sec. Those those systems are thirty plus years old. What are you talking? Yeah, exactly.
1: about? Exactly, I don't understand.
0: But I, you know, I I, I asked around a little bit, and they said, well, no, they they've had reissues of those systems in the past couple of years. I'm like, so that's yeah. like really, this is coming out eight bit for an updated NES and an updated Game Boy.
1: Yup so i guess they're they're probably not gonna be doing anything to the games they're just gonna have whatever they had in their archives and just
0: yeah work the, redo the, it yeah make it so that it works on new platforms or updated platforms which ugh, that was that was uh that was really deflating to me i was i was nonplussed <laughs> anyway i i thought i thought it'd be fun to talk about some of our our vintage star wars gaming memories well like i how, said how far i, back I was... go for you does uh, it really? Does it really start with Rebel Assault for you?
1: No, well, like my first first one was seeing the the speeder bikes in the arcades.
0: Yeah, the start the upright cabinet, right? Uh, I think we well, saw that. Well, it's a fake. At- I saw
1: it at LaRone the first time, and my I remember one of our uncles was like dying to play. He's like, I got to do this.
0: Actually, they really they're re-releasing that cabinet too. That'd be awesome. They are doing that, like the. You're talking about like the the Endor speeder bikes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're putting okay. uh, Star Wars Empire and uh, Jedi, which of course had the the speeder bike game in it, re-releasing that in, into like a cabinet form, full size.
1: That's crazy. I hope they up the graphics a bit because
0: I think it's yeah, straight up vintage. From... I think it's just a straight up. Here you go. This is what it was back then. This is what it is now. That's pretty cool, though. Like, I wouldn't mind ha- having that. It's probably going to cost a fortune. But that would be pretty fun to have. Do you remember the old Atari games? Yeah,
1: I remember. I remember some, but I definitely don't remember Star Wars.
0: But I I do. Like, I, I remember, like, a Palace House. I mean, I'm talking about flashes. Very vague flashes. You know, I was, like, six, seven years old. At a pal's house and we'd flick on his Atari and and play very quickly. But I do remember roping walkers or trying to or like shoot them like shoot walkers, I guess. In that whatever zero bit Atari style. But even even then it was a thrill then, dude. Oh, for sure. Uh, What else? Uh, Again, we talked about Super Star Wars, Super uh, Empire. Just such good, but super hard games rebel assault we already talked about those and like i said watching playthroughs on youtube like it was just like wow i was i i can't believe i was impressed by this it was (laughs) it, it was sobering uh racer it's the same thing for movies too right
1: like look at a movie that like the visual effects don't necessarily stand up but at the same time you still absolutely adore that movie right I
0: suppose, yeah. But it, it killed it. When I when I watched those Rebel Assault playthroughs, it killed any desire that I ever had to try those games again.
1: Remember the second level where the dude was like hiding
0: behind uh behind the wall and you had to like spin and turn and shoot? Yeah, your character was sort of ducked behind some crates, and stormtroopers kept popping out in like the same places. There was like a Still pretty... kind of fun. Of. It was
1: like a bullseye game, kind of,
0: for sure. But if you played it enough, you knew where the stormtrooper was coming. So before they even popped out, you could move your your crosshairs to that spot, and as soon as they come out, bam. It was sort of like the precursor to, uh, all those dick moves in in uh, GoldenEye multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's laughing. <laughs>
1: Oh, the worst was I wouldn't do this, but some people placed proximity yeah. mines in all the uh, respawn that's, areas. That's where I
0: gave up. That that playing you guys, N sixty four that killed multiplayer for me forever. It's <laughs> to this day. It's still why I refuse to play online, Battlefront j- or whatever. Like I won't do it. I refuse because of people like you who would put proximity mines at all the respawn points. I wouldn't do that. I'd just be waiting for you with my pistol. Yeah, the well, yeah, the golden gun. You would just wait. No.
1: I was I wasn't a, I never played I I was always shoot to kill.
0: Well, yeah, the the one shot one
1: kill. No, it was just one one yeah one shot one kill. That's it, but
0: not I never used the golden gun. Y'all made me sick. <laughs> uh Ra- Racer and Rogue Squadron on N sixty four. I love those things, man. Those yeah, games were so fun because what, what, the best thing about those was it had like the N64 controller had that central grip. Yep. And you, and it had like the, uh, the toggle or not, not like a little, little joystick for your thumb. Yep. So it, ma- it made piloting feel so much more real. And you also had like, cause in that
1: game you could also use the toggle and the right and left buttons as well. Like there was a lot
0: going on. I, I think you could also change. Like, you could assign Buttons. Now, did did the N sixty four in that central part have a trigger, a trigger button?
1: In the N sixty four, yeah, there was a trigger button.
0: That was that's what made Bond the best. Yeah, that was that was fun, man. The, both of those games were so fun because of the controls. It, so true. It, it makes me want to see, look into getting. There's actually a place not far from here that sells all the old vintage games still. Really Lots of consoles. And if you look on Facebook Marketplace deep enough, you can find a lot of cool stuff for not a lot of money. The, I think the only question becomes: Can you hook it up to your old t- uh, to your new TVs? Uh, Shadows of the Empire. That's that was another big one at the time. But again, another one where if you watch the playthrough, you spend most of it cringing and hiding your eyes. You're like, oh God, really? Because <laughs> that was on that was on sixty four at that point. Absolutely. Hey, did you ever play the arcade game, the the pod racing arcade game? Mm, No, I didn't. Like, you would actually get into Anakin's pod racer and you had the joysticks where if, if you pushed... It worked like a pod racer, where, like, you had to push one for, Like, if you push both handles forward, you would go forward. But, like, easing up on one made you turn left or right?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but no, not in Star Wars format.
0: That was fun, but it was like it was like two three bucks a play. <laughs> uh, did you ever play *Phantom Menace* on the PS One?
1: No, it doesn't ring a bell.
0: I still have that one. I play I, I tried it a few years ago. Just knowing that you know, I'm, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to get as far as I can because obviously I wasn't playing on a PS One. So I couldn't save it. Because remember the old PS1 you had to save to a card? Oh yeah. So they haven't had that since PS2. So I couldn't save any of my progress. So so I just played. And it was terrible but I loved it. Anyway. um, Yeah.
1: Classic Star Wars games. Love them. No Rogue Squadron.
0: No, really Yeah, no Rogue yeah. Squadron. That a was lot a lot good of game, were... man. Yeah, that was fun. It was really fun. But a lot of people also not too happy about uh, the lack of KOTOR announcements. Which maybe maybe it's because they're doing more with KOTOR as a title. So those fans can can hope for that. So anyway, this this all came out of E3 from last week. And uh, we of course we saw Fallen Order. And the Lego game announcement, but like, do any of those have you excited at all?
1: Uh, I mean, again, I don't even own like a PS4 or anything like that. I would like to have an afternoon or something to play, but I can't say that they necessarily excite me all that much. Like I, the hype around uh, was it Fallen Jedi or
0: Fallen Order? Jedi, Fallen Order.
1: Yeah. It seems cool, to be honest. There's a lot of hype surrounding that right now. So I'll probably watch some stuff online. Probably hopefully get a chance to play if someone I know gets it.
0: Oh, I'm probably going to – I'm for sure going to get it. There you go. It's, the, the, it's on a pre-sale now at Walmart.ca for like 50 bucks, and I haven't pre-ordered it yet, which is probably not a good move by on my part. I should probably get on that. Maybe the pre sale's even over. But that's fifty bucks is a pretty good price. But you know what? I the the Lego game I think is is the one that I'm most excited for.
1: Yeah, those are super fun. Like
0: I I know I know it's not canon. I know it's sort of kiddie in nature. But I just I just love those games. And from what I'm hearing about that game, but how it's being built from the ground up, that I, I'm thrilled with that with that news. And then yeah, I'll go with Fallen Order. I'm I'm still psyched about that, and uh, the retro gaming stuff like that had the the potential to be over top over the top number one. But yeah, too much too much of the uh, I guess my expectations got too far away from me.
2: Yeah.
1: I I didn't think they were gonna do Kotor for sure. Like it's just too much. Like just it seems like they're kind of trying to keep it. I mean, granted there are a lot of games. Just not all of them. But they streamlined it a bit, I guess. Maybe
0: it's the first wave. There are more Star Wars games to do if they want to have like a second wave of, of games to, to to republish.
1: And I guess again that, that depends on how people respond to these.
0: For sure. And I'm sure the response will be pretty good. Because I I mean even at that, like you could still get these games. It's on a platform called Steam, which I don't know anything about, but you can get all those games there pretty cheap uh, but that's not really my thing and I might be talking completely out of my rear end so uh, disregard all right Corey let's move into speculation mode here with a little help from our friends at the Star Wars Shadow Council which we've we've talked about their work before and it's always good work and I'll put the link for this particular podcast or sorry that the link for this blog post on the page of this podcast on starwarscommonwealth.com I don't know if that made any sense, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, this this article in particular,
1: it's not a long read. It flows really well, and you know there was so many deep cuts. When I, I was really happy, I, I clicked the link here. There was a lot of stuff to, to to dive into there.
0: Yeah, It's it's not lazy reaches in terms of speculation here. It's it's all it's usually based in something. Yes, yeah, so this is a good pull it's a good pull and it's it's fairly controversial too which is which is one of those things i like to talk about um but they threw out the idea of luke being revived in the rise of skywalker which is crazy right yeah to be honest the thought <laughs> never crossed my my head no and it's just it, it seems like a, a ridiculous thing to even entertain because reasons which we'll get to um but like when you consider that coming back as a force ghost is pretty much the same as being alive, like in a, in a world or a galaxy where a force ghost can whack a guy in the head with his little stick. What's the difference?
1: And conjure forth like the lightning. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's something (laughs) about that. Like we kind of got the impression in the original trilogy that force ghosts weren't necessarily able to do that. Like Obi-Wan to me always kind of seemed like, uh, an apparition like Luke can kind of walk right through him, and he kind of. But when you look at the weird wording, it kind of sounds like uh, it, it go either way. When Obi Wan's like, "We can't intervene," or "I can't get involved," whatever it is, like he's not saying that he can't out of his will. He's saying it could be like, "I can't because it's your fight," like this is your battle. So it could be interpreted two different ways there. Well, but yeah at the same it's time, it's
0: left be- up to interpretation. But we will, as we'll see in from some of the earlier drafts, you, you can clearly tell that Lucas did not have his mind made up about a lot of things.
1: Oh, for sure. And that's why this is like all speculation, whatever. But like you said, Kyle, the whole Yoda and TLJ thing really does kind of cross a bit of a line there. And what is possible and what's not.
0: Yeah, I mean, even Kenobi sitting, sitting down on that log in, in Return of the Jedi. Like Force Ghosts get tired. So I'll take a seat. And you even see him brush by a branch, and it moves. <laughs> which I'm, which I, you know, that's I don't, that's obviously not intentional, but it is there. It's in the movie. So technically, they'd already crossed that bridge of force ghosts being tangible.
1: Okay, that so makes anyway, sense.
0: Um, but it, it, but it's I think specifically and most importantly nuts because because it runs the risk of. Uh, diluting Luke's act of sacrifice from the Last Jedi, and of uh, you know, of course, that will spark mass outrage and and spur on trolls who will talk about retcons. But where where do you fall on this one? Is is it would it would it ruin Luke's act of sacrifice from the Last Jedi, or you know, what? what <sighs> don't give me your final answer. Give me what you thought when you first heard this. Where you're like, no, 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 you can't do it.
1: Well, I thought it was really interesting. The I won't say it's not possible. Uh, maybe we will get to see Luke ignite the green again, not necessarily against his nephew. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I don't necessarily know. I want Luke to get involved at to that capacity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I would like him to get involved. I don't want it to be like that guy that just has the conversation. Like, I. Maybe in a, a really crazy form, like not Bendu-esque, but like, you know it's Luke basically when, I don't know, this storm approaches or whatever it is. Something happens, you know a it's sand Luke. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Something like that, but... Uh... So it's
0: raining power converters. <laughs> <laughs> Clunk.
1: But one thing that really does at the end of this article and kind of all ties things together starts to look to me like TLJ in that sense that uh, the title toward the end was driving everybody crazy. Who's the last Jedi? Is it this person? Who, who, who? And when we're talking the rise of Skywalker, is it people in general? Is it one person? Is it Ray? Is it this person? Is it Kylo? Now you throw Luke into the midst and it's the rise of almost like Jesus, if you will, like kind of, adds a whole another level there and you're like okay well when you look at it like that it could be kind of cool it all depends how they do it basically
0: yeah it's kind of my new mantra it's all about execution like exactly i'm I'm trying to loosen up on all these rigid viewpoints i have for rise of skywalker and it's just like fine just tell me your story it's just just tell me the story i'm probably gonna love it for the most part but i just hope that the execution sits well with me that's all
1: Yeah, they seem pretty confident, so I'm right there with them.
0: And and you know what? If if, if you're going to be openly confident the way he's being pretty openly confident, I think he's got reason for it. And I'm willing to roll with that until proven otherwise. Well,
1: I think one thing we can maybe kind of speculate on this as well is that, you know, Luke wasn't necessarily, or Mark Hamill wasn't necessarily... Enthralled with Luke's character in this series, even after having filmed this film.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's not go so back down that, that
1: road. No, but I think it could be indicative of. I mean, if Luke had this scene where he came back in the flesh to save the day with Ray back to back, he'd probably be like, "I think he would maybe kept his mouth a little more quiet."
0: Yeah, that adds a new wrinkle to it, doesn't it? Where. Would it would it surprise you if Hamill came out and said, "I knew they were going to do this, and I was just messing with you"? No, that wouldn't surprise me either. <laughs> no, to be honest, not at all. But one of the things we learned uh, through the the recent Vanity Fair coverage is that Chris Terrio, who's co-writing Episode Nine, he had steeped himself in the lore of old Star Wars. Right. So, and we also know that uh, Lucas's idea for the sequel trilogy are part of the the foundation of what we're now getting on screen. But eh, details about that are, are kinda scarce and you know if unless you want to do some real digging. Uh, but part of what the Shadow Council found is fascinating. So they they went through one of the original scripts for Empire Strikes Back. And they, they found a scene of Luke reaching out to touch the force, with Yoda standing there observing him. And Luke's raw strength scares Yoda, and Luke. You know, and Luke hears the dark side calling to him. Yoda, te- Vader,
1: like he reaches out to the force. Vader feels it. Vader, like, kind of reaches back, and then
0: yeah, there's there's a back and forth there. But it's you know, Yoda's Yoda's telling Luke to fight this this dark side presence that he feels, and he's he's by the end of it less than thrilled about Luke's reaction to the dark side, and. This obviously, as they say in the piece, this should sound very familiar to to Star Wars fans by this point, right? Like, yeah, you basically you, you like it, it says that Yoda's like, no, like uh, if I had the choice, you'd be like out of here right
1: now. Yeah, if, if, if your, like, your ship was working.
0: Yeah, if your ship yeah. wasn't crashing the swamp, I'd kick you out of here. And so it's a it's a beat per beat by beat, not not a rehash, but it's th- it, this is Luke and Ray on Acto where Luke is like, "Oh my god. Wow, this raw strength. Holy smokes." And the way that Ray is drawn to the dark and she doesn't resist it and Luke is uh, kind of freaked out by the way she just went to it. Right? Like so this scene of Luke and Ray from Acto is pulled from an original empire script or it's just the world's hugest coincidence. But clearly yeah, no. I think Ryan Ryan dipped into those early early drafts. Oh hell
1: yeah! Like Ryan seems like like a guy to do that. Like he did his research. And he also also tweeted a
0: book, right? A a picture of him holding like one of the old making of Empire books. So there you go. Clearly, he is into the into the lore of it, and you know it it wouldn't be crazy to think that Terio's doing the same. Whether it's A New Hope or Empire or or Jedi, maybe all of it. Maybe he's just trying to get into Lucas's head as much as he possibly could. He's trying to expose himself to, to what made Lucas tick when he was writing and what were his early ideas like and what can we use, what makes sense to use over uh, for, for The Rise of Skywalker. But then, then what follows is like the truly nutty stuff. And if any of it comes to pass come December 20th, it's going to spark a ton of debate. And so from here, uh, the Shadow Council blog piece goes into speculation mode themselves, um, asking if Lucasfilm steered into the controversial idea of killing Luke in in Episode Eight because they knew there was a way to bring him back using some old Lucas ideas. So the the shortened version of this, and again, please please go read the longer version at at the Shadow Council's site. But in uh, Return of the Jedi, Luke is begging Kenobi this is from the early drafts of Jedi like Luke is begging Kenobi to come back to him to help him fight Vader and the Emperor and Yoda tells Luke that that Kenobi's identity has been lost like he's one with the force but he tells Luke that he, he can bring Kenobi back in the flesh if Luke can just let go of his anger so we fast forward a bit and Luke wakes up on a rock, surrounded by lava or something like that. And when he, he looks to his side, and, and there's Kenobi in the flesh, brought back from the dead. So I, the idea of bringing people back from the dead is not an, a new idea to Lucas or to Star Wars. It's, it's been, it, it got scrapped, ultimately. So you can debate whether or not it's a new concept, but it's obviously something that Lucas toyed with which suggests that he thinks it's a possibility.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like that that was really like interesting read. I was like, what the heck? Like it's it's kind of against almost like anything Star Wars we've seen where Obi-Wan like the final script kind of says like no, you're on your own unfortunately, you know, like there's nothing I can do to get involved.
0: Right. Like, it's, it's it's weird right considering considering Kenobi's stance and Empire saying you're on your own. For him to come back in Jedi and s- suddenly take up with Luke to fight the empire, uh, the Emperor and Vader, it's it's strange. Obviously, it got cut or changed altogether. But um, yeah, the the blog suggests that maybe this is a way back for Luke, provided that Rey can get over her fears and her own anger. And I- yeah, exactly. From that
1: standpoint, it, it does kind of like. Another interesting thing that you can kind of pull out of this in regards to that is the fact that uh, when Yoda's meeting Luke and he reaches out and all that, he, he, they, it states in the script that Luke's power is just way beyond what Yoda could have ever had imagined, which is crazy to me. And that could be the same case with Luke and Rey, which it obviously is. And, you know, when you put that all together, like it can mean so much more for for her to possibly be able to bring him back it makes a little more sense in that regard from the the power threshold right
0: yeah but i i never saw obviously ray has her fears but i think it's a well-defined fear of you know not knowing who who her parents are so i don't know if and i never i never really see ray as angry or overly fearful And especially not at this point, uh, you know, by the end of uh, of The Last Jedi, I don't see that in her at this point.
1: No, it feels to me like when this movie ended, yes, she's still a little vulnerable, but uh, for the most part. Like she's uh, leveled up, right? Oh, big time in a huge, huge way. Like when she's moving the rocks at the end, like we're meeting like... uh, I don't want to say chosen one, but, uh, well,
0: she's, she's on solid footing now. I think she's kind of figured out a little bit of her identity.
1: Yeah. Come to terms with it. Like having seen that, that mirror scene, right. Kind of getting the truth a bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, she, she got served a couple of cold dishes in by that one, by that mirror scene, that's not what she wanted to see. And then when she ran to Kylo, saying, "I can, I he he will turn, he will help us. This is how we win," and she was dead wrong. Like she 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 failed that. She was completely wrong. Kylo was had no intention of turning at that point. But anyway, like I I don't know if this is applicable to Ray. So I don't I you know what I mean? Like I don't know if it makes sense to put Rey in the position to bring back Luke if she gets over her fear or her anger. Maybe they do it another way. But if, if you, if they stick with this by, you know, having to get over your, your anger and your fear and all that stuff. Uh, I I think, I think it's, it would be more tidy to have, if you're going to redeem Kylo, have him do it. You know what I mean? like, I it, Luke's kind of an expert in that, right? Yeah, like, if Ray can get Kylo to forgive Luke throughout the course of the movie, and and you build on the idea that the son of Skywalker and the grandson of Skywalker are now reunited on the same side to fight Palpatine, I think that's a little tidier. No, I like that. I think it could be done through Kylo rather than Ray.
1: Yes, but Ray being the catalyst.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, but then where does that leave Anakin? Do, do you do you work in all three generations of Skywalkers at at this point to fight Palpatine? And if you do, what what form does that take? Does it become too much? Like I think if you did that, even if you, I think even if you brought Luke back to to fight alongside Kylo and or Rey uh, to to face Palpatine in some respect, I think Luke being back overshadows everybody else and yeah, takes that, that's away. another
1: thing too that's exactly it like however they do it like it can't be ray on her last legs and luke being like i'm back like
0: it's all about me now look out like you, exactly you can't do that this is this is ray and kylo's story they're they're the ones that have to be the focal point of it
1: 100 percent. so from that standpoint yes revival but to what degree maybe
0: And either really short-lived one, or I don't know how you make it work. I don't know, but it it, it's a huge risk, right?
1: Oh, for sure,
0: massively huge risk to do something like that. For there's a lot of people who want this to happen. A lot of people want Luke back in the flesh to sort of retcon the Last Jedi and give give Luke a air quotes proper send off. Um. I don't know well, if that's that's the, way that's to the do
1: crazy it. About, that's the crazy part about this film as well. If they do it like that, whatever whatever it is they do decide to do, you got Luke under the microscope and you got Leia under the microscope, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. The whole
1: franchise in general, the whole Skywalker saga, like uh, this film is just going to be really scrutinized from that angle.
0: So much pressure, so much to tie up, so much to honor, so much to to push forward on crazy stuff with, with this movie that has to happen. But yeah, like the idea of nullifying Luke's death in the last Jedi, man. Oh man. I keep saying it's, it's all about the execution, but yikes. Like they, 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 they they risk undercutting the most poignant part of the last Jedi for me.
1: Some one of the most poignant parts of all star Wars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe right. Yeah, it might be the most poignant thing in all of Star Wars, how Luke does the most Jedi thing ever. But you know, if they brought him back to life so he can start swinging around a lightsaber versus like a resurrected Palpatine or whatever, I think that would be so bad.
1: That's, uh, I don't know, man. There's so much going on in this film. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, like come December, it's gonna be crazy, man.
0: Oh, it's gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be so anxious in those last few weeks. Good lord. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I th- I think this this if they do this, my goodness, if the, if this is something they've done, I do think it works better if you have Kylo doing being the one to bring him back,
1: being the reason for bringing him back.
0: Yeah, and then but then I think then my problem becomes where does it leave Rey? You know, like if if it, again like I said if it, if it boils down to Luke and and Kylo and maybe Anakin, why not? You know, if you have two the, two Skywalkers there, why not the chosen one of them all? Like,
1: you know what? I have a bit of a theory that I haven't really pieced it together too too much yet, but I'm thinking about it recently. I kind of wrote it down like late after a pod one night. I think, and then I found it on the table maybe like two days later, and I was like, what did I try and write down? (laughs) But the gist of it is something along the lines of, uh, you know, this whole, was it the boys from Brazil? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the whole theory of the Fourth Reich and Germany having come to South America to kind of hide out and wait till they can kind of rise again which is kind of something we've seen within this new trilogy with the first order. And what if Ray is a part of that somehow? She is an experiment of, or we've talked about this, but basically she is something that they have been waiting, not waiting for, but something that they lost along the way. At one point, like someone kind of just got her out of the program that she was in. Or wherever she was, knowing what she could become and just got her out of this. I know in that regard, everything comes full circle, right?
0: Yeah, I, I guess.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was really – when I thought about it, I was like,
0: okay, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, I mean I th- for, for me – like- Well, I mean
1: when you think about it because the reason that really I started thinking about it because – they've talked about we know for a fact that we're going to be going back into the past a bit or maybe not necessarily but at least we're going to be getting a little more information on the origins of the first order now yes that's interesting but why is that interesting you know what i mean like why why is that pertinent to the sequel trilogy like we we get it already but i mean granted any more information is uh welcomed
0: but why is it so relevant yeah, I yeah for sure. I just I just want whatever they do. One of the things I can't get my head around is I'm I'm adamant that Ray needs to be at the center of it. So whatever you do, don't bait and switch. Don't dilute whatever whatever heroic end she needs to have. Go for it. Don't oh, shift, yeah, that- Don't bring it. Don't don't say. Oh, actually, you know what? Luke's gonna be the hero again you you'll completely wreck what you've set up done in this trilogy if you just bring it back to luke again
1: but honestly i have i don't think we have anything to fear in that regard like no. uh, I, mean, I think they they understand that fully and it's been reiterated many times that this is the new generation's trilogy
0: yep and that's that's luke's voice over to ray in the in the teaser and it's J, it's jj's character this he created ray he created kylo that's him being being the storyteller here is he's going to want to tell his story. So it's it's going to come down to Ray and Kylo, but you never know. There could be some some speed bumps along the way, some left turns, some curveballs. Who knows? Um, oh, there definitely will be. But yeah, this I don't know how this works with with resurrecting Luke, but if it happens. Shadow Council kind of called it first we're here to say that it's it's not something that is completely uh foreign to star wars so and or out of the question or out of the question or and out think of the about question. it when it comes to the title
1: as well it definitely adds to that to me for mm-hmm.
0: me yeah and then for me <laughs> yeah and and yeah if you get kylo involved and and luke's back involved the rise of skywalker suddenly takes on a bunch of different meanings then we can
1: find out raise a clone of Anakin. It's like, woo. "Oh my
0: god, nope." <laughs> anyway, that's it for that. Thank you guys at the uh the Star Wars Shadow Council for that for that thought-provoking piece. Again, I will post a link to that in our blog post on dot Uh please check it out. And that brings us to the end of episode 180 at last. Uh we'd love to get you guys involved in the podcast. So if you want to toss us a question um or or your speculations or your theories, Send all those thoughts by email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com or, or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, and we will include them in an upcoming episode of the podcast. So again, that's going to do it for this week. Um, if you've got, uh, if you've got something you want to talk about again, let us know. And if you like this episode of the podcast, you want to support us, there's a bunch of ways you can do that. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can share this podcast with your friends. Um, any, any of those things will help get us recognized and get us uh, some more listeners and some more friends and supporters into, into the fold. A uh, big shout-out to Rob Wade, who's who's a, enjoying a, a well-deserved week off at TSW. Uh, he endorses this episode and all episodes of the Tumbling Saber podcast uh, as part of the E14-endorsed program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. Rob Wade is a funny, talented dude. You owe it to yourself to go check out what he's doing. Uh, get involved. Poke around the website. Listen to what they do. They have so much content to check out. Uh, if you like gaming, if you like laughing, Rob Wade is going to have you covered. So check it out. Emotionally14.com. And uh, thank me later. And again, I would also be remiss if I didn't m- remen- mention our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Eight podcasts. Everybody doing Super work go check that out at starwarscommonwealth.com or on iTunes as a podcast provider. All right, Corey, with all that out of the way, where are you going to be found on social media?
1: Well, everybody can find me at Chop with the Z on Twitter and definitely uh, join us in our cl- closed Facebook group. It's a... Uh, I don't know. A lot of guys posting all kinds of cool stuff in there. I, I love checking in. Like, I, I honestly, I'm, I've been pretty barren on social media recently, but uh, I always, always check up on the posts and uh, yeah, guys. Just guys, and girls posting all kinds of cool too. stuff.
0: But uh, I, I got to say thanks to guys like like Dave and, uh, of course, like Nathan and Rick, who keep the Facebook group jumping. Anything that pops up, these guys are on it. They're starting conversations about it. So join us there. It's closed. It's it's safe to hide in there. For, keep your nerddom a secret. We'll lo- we'd love to see you there. So just head over to Facebook.com and look for Tumbling Saber, the group. And as for me, you can find me, of course, in that group. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram under Tumbling Saber, and I'd love to connect with you there. Otherwise, everybody, I hope you enjoyed me and Corey rambling for the last hour and change. That's going to do it, though. We'll be back next week with another another episode of the podcast. Hopefully, we'll have some questions to kick around and some juicier news to talk about. But that's going to do it. So, have yourselves an awesome week, everybody. Happy Father's Day, one more time, to all the dads out there. And uh, that's it. Go have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Static
2: draws me closer. To your place, willing me through my dreams, fall away, signs blindly to the lines on your face, be strong, drifting. I relive this dream I wake up sweating, not breathing. If only to see you next to me, sleeping soundly, smiling. Not really, this dream over and over. i become the man i want to be your love and you road